Well, hello there, Mr. Zero to Zero Draw. The U.S. upsets England in the draw. Oh, you're actually following that. Zero, zero. I remember there was a Twitter campaign saying the loser has to keep James Corden. I didn't watch the match. I didn't see what went on. It must have been a mess, though, you know, because the U.S. are not known as known for being very good at soccer. Let's give it its name. It's international name. Did you actually watch it? Was it worth it? I, I watched it. We had the family round and uh, my nephews were into it. They're big uh, football guys or soccer, as you like to say. Um, yeah, that's funny. Um, my nephew in America sent me that James Corden thing. And I, I thought that was hilarious. He's like, if you guys lose, you have to take James Corden back. And I just responded to him with simply, well, if we win, you have to keep Megan and Harry, because I think, you know, as bad as James is, they're they're even worse. But yeah, I watched it. It was a good game. America played well. Uh, I don't think England played up to their potential, but we we played well. We held our own, and you know we're coming. You know, give us another ten or fifteen years, and it'll be another sport we dominate. Yeah, you're right. It's a long-term thing, isn't it? And I remember even football managers in this country, when they come into the position, they set their sights three or four years ahead. I remember Man United, um, about 20 years ago, they did that uh, with Alex Ferguson. And they just decided we're going to get the top three, which was the European Cup, something else and something else. I can't remember. Don't follow soccer. But yeah, it's a long-term thing. You know this thing about um, Meghan and Harry? I don't know. I, I think some people love them. I think a lot of Americans, um, speaking to Americans, they honestly thought that it was, you know, racism. That was why the UK population hated Meghan. And I was saying, no, she was just upsetting the brand, so to speak. But uh, I think a lot of Americans think that it is down to racism. And I think they love them. I don't know. I mean, how do your uh, your folks over the pond, how do they feel about them? Uh, I don't. I don't know how my family feels about them. I th my family's probably disinterested. There's not. There's not a whole lot of love for the monarchy, um, <clears throat> especially after she did that Oprah interview. I mean, that's just that was back crazy. But uh, you know, who knows? It's it's all with the media, the storylines again. We go back to the manipulation. It's all what they they want to make of it and um you know i feel bad for harry because i think he was one of the most uh i don't want to say beloved royals but he was sort of had the common man in him that people could relate to and then she came along and i to be honest with you i never even knew she was black i just she was sort of a young attractive bird and uh you know it's all gone tits up for them so I wish him well, but uh, I don't. I don't need to see him back in the UK anytime, any, in, anytime soon. Also, just as a sidebar, I don't. I don't follow football either. I don't even know what the league leagues are, so I couldn't tell you anything about Major League Soccer in America or the Premiership here in the UK because it's kind of a silly game to me. But when it's national, I enjoy sort of watching. Um, and I, I really enjoy watching the upsets. Some of the, I think it was uh, Argentina lost. Uh, Japan had a big win. 
and there was some other big sort of upset. Yeah, it's an interesting thing with Harry. He because there was a time when he was very much gallivanting around and people were holding it against him of how wayward he was, you know. What is it? The air and the spare. And he was really taking advantage of that. You know, there was nothing serious about him at all. And then there were pictures of him dressing up as a Nazi, he had a fancy dress, etc. Um, and so he was kind of seen as a bit of a waster. And then he joined the army. And the, I mean, the Royals have always got a long tradition of being send putting their kids through the different forces because after all they do command all the forces so they have to have that close connection and experience in order to be taken seriously by the armed forces you know i think william went into the raf uh one of the when you know it's always raf navy army and harry went into the army and uh, you know by everyone's account he did really really well and he was treated as one of the guys Okay, okay, he had, he had more security about him, but over and over again, you know, the one thing which you can expect the army to do is when it comes to life and death, they're not going to kowtow to, um, to uh, what's the word, not authority, station, position, status, and all the rest of it, you know, because it's so important. And after the army, you know, it was seen like the boy did good. He, he seemed to come out of that balanced and a lot more uh, happy in himself and, 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 you know, as seen by British society, now a productive contributing member of society. So, um, yeah, it's a shame he got in with Meghan Markle, to be honest, because now he just, what, what is it, cuckold? You know, they just call him a big old cuck now. I like, I like that word, cuckold. That's uh, <clears throat> hilarious to me. Yeah, I mean, he's probably got checkered past. He's also had to deal with a lot of stuff, right? I mean, aren't there a lot of rumors about um, he's not really Charles's kid and wasn't Diana having an affair with, like, uh, either some rugby player or some equestrian or something like that? And he's sort of the ginger in the pack, and he doesn't uh, sort of fit the mold. He tried to find himself with those, I remember those Invictus games and stuff. But yeah, he, he sort of did his time. He went through the ranks. He was one of the boys in the military, which I guess they all have to do, like you say, for appearance. But uh, yeah, then she comes marching along looking for fame. And she, you know, she was sort of a B-list actor in America. So you, you can only imagine what her desires and dreams are. And then... Uh, you know, to do a tell-all and call them racist and stuff, I've, I've found a bit wild. But, you know, maybe there's some truth to it. Who knows? So we'll see where Harry goes from here. Reminds me of that John Candy movie, Who's Harry Crumb? Who is, uh, who is the real Harry? I guess we'll find out in five to ten years when they get divorced. Oh, about the rumors. <laughs> You, if you take a look, I can't remember the I can't remember the name of his uh, accused real father. Um, yes, he was he was portrayed as the cad in the British press when it came out. But then I think he did an interview, and of course he's a he was a smashing bloke. I mean, when it comes to royalty, their whole job is to socialise and get on well with people, a little bit like politicians, you know. Um, so when you do hear them talk, they are very charming, like. 
Matt Hancock right now, I don't know if we've spoken about this, but Matt Hancock, you know, shit MP by most accounts, uh, pretty much, very much a full guy for the COVID thing. He's on, have I, um, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here right now. And it looks like he's going to win it because he's a charming guy. Anyhow, back to the accusations of Harry's real dad. Yeah, really, really lovely, lovely chap. And the spitting image of Harry. I mean, they say that kids look like kids anyway, but <laughs> you put the photos next to each other and you would definitely map them up. So look into that as you will. But credit to uh, Prince Harry. Well, is he still Prince? I don't know. Yeah, probably. Prince Harry and the Invictus Games. No, those are still, those have still got massive respect for him for putting those on and making them happen. I think it's, um, what is it? Is it disabled people from uh, the, the armed forces or something? Anyhow, no, he gets a lot of kudos for that. So fair on him. You know, that is, that is a great contribution to the world. He's not all bad, is he? By the way, talking of films. So last night I finished watching Dinner in America. Now, it was a great movie. Tell me why you love it so much. Okay, so I guess we can rule out uh, any inbreeding then from the uh, royal family. We'll just go with the rumor that he's not Charles's son and <clears throat> he's always wanted out of the family anyway. He's just taking the prestige and title and the money and run. So good on, good on him. Yeah, the Invictus stuff I think is for wounded warriors. Uh, so that's that's all net positive. That's what I mean. I think he was liked by the general public. I think he was maybe treated a little bit as an outcast and maybe that's because he's maybe not part of the family william seems to look down on him as well but i don't know if that's more of a big brother little brother stay in line type thing so kudos you finished dinner in america i'm keen to hear what you have to say about it or if you liked it i liked it just from a point of view of its counterculture it was independent it was sort of misunderstood teenage youth, um, you know, going against the system, maybe trying to lay some inroads into what, you know, punk rock was really all about and going against the man. And it ends up being sort of a love story comedy between these two sort of misfit characters who are almost sort of disowned by their family, but they they come out of it and through the trial and tribulations and everything they have to do. Uh, I thought it was really good. I just thought it was really well made. And what surprised me was, um, you know, it's an independent film. And I think I'm correct in saying, you know, Ben Stiller was one of the producers who I believe made his start in independent uh, film anyway. So it's just that it's just nice on a lot of different reasons. But uh, more importantly, what did you think? Because I thought the girl, the lead, I'll say girl, woman, lady, she's a teenager, girl. Uh, I thought she stole the film. Yeah, the female lead, Emily Skeggs, who played Patty, was fantastic, wasn't she? She was just... Um... It was interesting to watch her. She, she played quirky, but you can see that there's a lot of intelligence there as well um and but all the all the parts were really good even the mum and the dad and the brother the brother was hilarious um and the male lead carl gauner who played simon simon um yeah i thought it was really good i think you know uh, 
all in all, it was a lovely, sweet movie. And, you know, how often do we get to see that? The independent feel of it was worked really well, that Americana, that small town stuff going on. Um, but it, it was a real, yeah, love for filming as well. The camera angles which they had, the framing, the comedy behind it. I'm thinking of the smoke rising up over the hill. Little tweaks like that just made it really enjoyable. And it had loads of different flavors in it as well you know it it wasn't it was it didn't ever take itself too seriously there was just an undercurrent of humor underneath it all which was lovely and it was just a very different kind of film and, and that's nice i mean usually i have to watch foreign films just to get a different pace to a movie or a different uh filming language you know something less formulaic and that's really nice because it it just kind of um well it's like going to a foreign land isn't it it's seeing the familiar through new eyes and uh and when you do see a foreign film with a different kind of pacing and language it does make you think oh wow i've been living in a formulaic bubble for a, a quite a few years and this movie had that that effect on me as well it very much blew out the cobwebs yeah I thought it was great. I'll definitely recommend it. Oh, and you mentioned Ben Stiller being a producer. Yes, I noticed that at the end as well. And it made me rethink the whole thing, I must be honest. Um, there is something to be said for having a big name give their backing to something. Yeah. I'm not sure what the production company was, but we'll definitely be seeing more from Emily Skeggs. I think she's quite uh, famous already. I think she's starred in a C uh, series or something like that. But yeah, I'll be recommending it. It was lovely. Thanks for the recommendation. I suppose I should come back to you with one. I don't know. I've been watching Glitch, um, which is kind of like a, ooh, what's in the box kind of drama, Australian drama filmed a few years ago. But it has got very nice, it's on Netflix. It's called Glitch. I hope it doesn't turn into another Lost. I think it was Lost, where it's just black box plot. And it's a case of, oh, what does that mean? What does that mean? Why, why, why? And they never answer it. That would be really disappointing. But even if they do fail on that front, and actually it's just a collection of really, of really good, odd ideas, which never culminate in a conclusion, even if it does get that point, they have some really good acting in it. Very low-key stuff where they, they'll just make a, a passing comment or something, or somebody will just have a facial expression, or even the barman. He just kind of looks over his shoulder in a certain way and turns back and just goes, oh, yeah, yeah. How do you know about that? And he says it so naturally. There's quite a few instances of a natural dialogue within this uh, program called Glitch that just make it really refreshing, really well written. Well, glad, glad you liked Dinner in America. Yeah, It's one of the <clears throat> few films I've seen in recent years that sort of makes you scratch your head and think about stuff and like you say they didn't take themselves too seriously and there was no message they weren't pushing any sort of wokeism bs that every film series now seems to have embedded in uh, all this go woke go broke stuff it's just time for that to, to go away i haven't seen glitch i'm not um if it's the one i'm thinking of i think is it sort of more the horror gen genre um, of people coming back from the dead, something like that? Uh, but if you recommend it, I'll, I'll check it out. Um, maybe, maybe that's a different one. I don't know. You tell me.
Yeah, that's the one, but it's not uh, a horror in that sense. It is people just come back to life who were in the uh, cemetery and they don't know why. And that's, that's the whole premise of it is the, the why have they come, and how have they come back to life. I wouldn't actually recommend it, though. <laughs> it was just, just the first thing that came to mind. And, and, and it's, yeah, the only bit that I really appreciate about it is the uh, dialogue, as I said. But no, I'll come up with a stronger recommendation for sure. Um, don't go bother watching Glitch. I don't know. Maybe. Song-wise, oh, i got to go to the gym. By the way, I did the gym the other day, and I did legs really, really, really hard, you know, where you want to throw up kind of hard. I just had to sleep for two days afterwards. What the hell is going on there? I mean, I'm close to 50, but having to sleep for two days just because I exercised hard, is that normal? I don't know. Uh, I'll come up with a song. It's been a pleasure. Okay, sounds good. Take us out, big boy. And uh, glad to hear you're catching up on your rest. Those uh, workout sessions can be tough at your age. Just don't overdo it, okay? <laughs>